The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. What a year it has been. Today, March 5th, 2021, marks one year since the first presumed case of COVID-19 was identified in Alberta. Do you remember this? Today, I'm here to announce that the first presumptive case of COVID-19 has been detected in Alberta. Although the testing done has not yet been confirmed at the national lab, we believe that it is important to take immediate public health action to prevent the possibility of spread while we wait for confirmation. The individual is a woman in her 50s who appears to have contracted the virus while aboard the Grand Princess cruise ship in California. The individual who lives in the Calgary zone returned on February 21st. She has been isolated at home since February 28th. The individual is recovering at home and is expected to make a full recovery. We are taking this extremely seriously. Public health measures are already being put in place to prevent spread of the virus. And more public health measures, as you know, were put in place and they led to the first restrictions, cancelling all gatherings of more than 250 people on March 12th. Alberta declared a state of public health emergency on March 17th. We know that since then that COVID-19 has pushed healthcare workers to their limits, put immense pressure on the healthcare system. It has led to closures. It has led to restrictions on businesses and places of work. It has shut down fitness centers. It has moved schools online for periods of time. It has restricted what you can and can't do. And it's really taken a huge toll on the mental health of a lot of Albertans. It has also led to the deaths of 1,911 Albertans as of yesterday. It has infected almost 135,000 people in the province. That's just lab-confirmed cases. We do know that 3.4 million tests have been completed and now a mass vaccination effort has begun. And we received more good news on that front today with the Health Canada approval of the Johnson & Johnson one-dose vaccine. With more on that and a look back on the past year, we are joined by University of Calgary Department of Critical Care Medicine epidemiologist Dr. Kirsten Feist. Dr. Feist, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. First off, four vaccines. Hard to believe that we're here in one year. What's going through your mind as uh, as you look back on the past 365 days? Well, obviously today um, my uh, my emotions are, are mainly excitement um, with the news of the fourth vaccine uh, being uh, approved by Health Canada. For me, it's astonishment that, you know, within a year, we already have a vaccine, many vaccines um, that are already being rolled out in our population. I think for me, that just speaks to um, the incredible work being done, you know, by scientists and researchers across the world, getting us to a place where we can start to think about a a normal or a new normal um, and having that fourth vaccine approved and hearing today also that we're going to get a large shipment and an earlier shipment of another one of the vaccines just it's it's very encouraging yeah we're hearing the johnson and uh johnson uh vaccine we're supposed to get what was it 10 million doses by september we know that we have 40 million doses of the pfizer vaccine we're supposed to get another 1.5 million of those uh this month dr feist a lot of people are wondering what vaccine they should get you know you look at the the numbers as far as efficacy ranging from like 60 to 90 percent should we pick or 
should we just get? We should just get. Getting as many people vaccinated as quickly as possible is the way that we need to go. Um, Alberta Health Services has outlined a great plan to ensure that those who are at highest risk get the vaccines that have shown the most uh, efficacy in, in their population. So, for example, uh, you know, with the AstraZeneca vaccine, uh, people who are 50 to 64 will be the ones first eligible for that, as opposed to those in the higher risk uh, 65 plus groups. So, I think the key is get vaccinated with the vaccine that you're offered as quickly as possible because you know what we're going to have to probably get them all again next year and and there'll be a new versions of those vaccines just like the flu vaccine how the flu changes every year i'm sure we'll be seeing something similar well where we'll get a different vaccine next year that protects us well um, against any uh, variants or, or new variants that, that come out I have to be honest with you. I've never been so happy to be 50 years of 50 years of age as I was yesterday when I heard that news, Dr. Feist. Um, you know, just a, a couple of things. I do want to talk about the, the variants a little bit, but you, you touched on on the province's rollout. And at first, you know, it was, um, you, you know, depend of course dependent on on the vaccine uh, deliveries coming in. We heard a lot of uh, of concern from the province about um, you know what was coming in or the lack thereof. Now it seems that it's that it's kicking up. We know um, that there has been some questions about who is getting the vaccines and when. Um, I'm curious to know your thoughts on on how it's gone so far, the the rollout itself and, and where we are right now. It seems that things are getting more clear and more efficient. I would absolutely agree with that. I think we're learning uh, from ex- from experience. Absolutely agree with you know vaccinating those at highest risk first, including healthcare workers, those were in the ICU, emergency room, and people caring for those sick with COVID-19. Then moving on to those really high risk groups of people, uh, older adults um, living in long-term care facilities, um, and now continuing uh, to move on to vaccinate uh, the general public, but in a way that still prioritizes those uh, who are at greatest risk, not only of getting COVID but of developing, you know, the worst possible outcomes, including hospitalization, ICU admission, and and death. So I think from that perspective, it's going well. I think uh, the government... Oh, uh, oh, apologies, Jalen. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, um, I think the government learned that there was maybe more excitement for the vaccine uh, than they anticipated with the, with the rollout last week. And so I see that they've kind of adapted their strategy and are going to release, um, you know, bookings on a by-year basis, which should, you know, help help that uh, cra- the technology cope a little bit better with uh, the interest. You, you touched on uh, the very likely possibility that we will have to get uh, another shot in the arm next year as, as things change, as we learn more, all of that sort of thing, um, and, and pro- as, as the virus changes as well. There has been a lot of concern about the variants and about whether or not uh, the vaccines that we're, that we're looking at right now will protect uh, against them or, or not. Your, your thoughts on that and what we need to know about the variants and the vaccine. Yeah, I think the evidence today suggests that the vaccines that we have available to us will be effective against the variants that we currently know of. Uh, of course, there's still an opportunity for new variants to emerge. And so that's why, um, you know, I'm sure the scientists who develop these vaccines are already uh, altering them and changing them and coming up yeah. with plans to adapt quite quickly uh, to, to changes. But right now, the best thing we can do to combat these variants, to combat any further spread, is to get whatever 
whatever vaccine is made available uh, to as many people as possible quickly. How, how concerned are you about a potential third wave? We, we've heard about this and uh, I, I'm wondering what your thoughts are on this right now. I think we're we're kind of at a, a race against COVID in terms of vaccination. So I think if um, you know if vaccination slows, if supply drops, if we're not able to you know up the rate of vaccination quite quickly, um, then that certainly is a possibility. If the variant very quickly spreads in a community, um, which could quickly overwhelm our healthcare system, uh, given that we know it's so much more contagious. But I think the thing that we know uh, with this new Johnson & Johnson one is is it might help us really get the vaccine out to people more quickly, given that it can be stored at room temperature. It means that you don't have to vaccinate at one central location. So I think having that will be a bit of a difference maker in terms of uh, the speed at which we can vaccinate people. So right now I'm I'm cautiously optimistic though I've been proven time and time again that COVID you know just can surprise us uh, but you know I think as long as we continue uh, to be mindful um, and not open up too quickly but um, you know ensure things can keep moving people can get to work and, and to, in order to do that safely vaccination is key. Epidemiologist Dr. Kirsten Feist joining me this afternoon on this, the one-year anniversary since the first presumed case of COVID-19 was identified in Alberta. Dr. Feist, the health minister, saying um, that he's hoping that everyone who wants a vaccine should have, uh, you know, that first dose in the arm by the end of June. What do you think summer and fall looks like in Alberta? You know, I think summer and fall will look pretty similar maybe to what they looked like last year. So I'm not expecting to see, you know, any massive changes in our ability to have large groups of people, you know. um, But I think that I think it will look different than the past few months have looked for sure. And certainly uh, when people become vaccinated, we can be a little bit more confident about what we can and can't do. But the research is still coming out on the vaccine on how it affects the spread. Uh, For example, if you were vaccinated, uh, could you still spread COVID to, to other people? Those are questions we're still waiting for answers on. And so I think, you know, um, obviously the more opportunities people can spend outside, the better. So certainly summer, uh, that's something to look forward to. And the key um, that you said and that the health minister said was whoever wants it. And so we also need to really focus on getting a large proportion of the population vaccinated and and people who might be hesitant uh, to be vaccinated uh, should, you know, reach out to trusted sources to get more information because we really need to get as many people as vaccinated as possible. Before I let you go, I I have to say I think um, it it must be fascinating and possibly quite overwhelming um, to have your job in in a time like this. What has been of most interest to you, for you over the past year and, and what have you learned over the past year when it comes to COVID? Absolutely. So the first thing I'll say is people certainly know what an epidemiologist is now. So a year ago, I would have had to explain that I wasn't a skin doctor. Uh, Now that term, uh, I don't have to worry about that anymore. I think I've been surprised by a few things. Uh, I think I've been really impressed with how people have come together to support each other. It's not really about the science for me all uh, all that much. Uh, It's more about how, you know, 
people have come together to support each other to follow these public health measures to protect our community as a whole. For me also, just seeing how quickly science uh, can come out, both in terms of developing a vaccine, but understanding those who are most at risk for, for getting COVID and spreading COVID and just it's the concerted efforts of many people are put into a problem, uh, how we can make positive change and, and really, um, you know, alter the trajectory. Imagine if this had happened, you know, 50 years ago, 20 years ago, certainly things wouldn't have, have looked like this. And so I'm just, you know, I'm really proud to be a member of the scientific community, proud to be an Albertan uh, who worked really hard uh, to to fight uh, against COVID. And I'm looking forward to getting vaccinated and seeing my family vaccinated. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Feist, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Really appreciate uh, your time and, and your f- reflections on the past uh, on the past year. Thanks for this. Thank you. You betcha, epidemiologist Dr. Kirsten Feist.